Hi there. We have a favor to ask. If you're enjoying the DLC Live podcast and you're listening on a platform that lets you leave a rating or a review, leave us a five-star rating. Maybe take a minute to write a quick review. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to DLC Live, your source for educational and inspirational interviews with mental health experts and advocates from around the world. Now, here's your host, creator of the DLC Anxiety Worldwide Mental Health Community, Dean Stott. Hello. Hi. How's it going, Dean? Very well. How are you, Lucia? How, Lucia. How's it going? It's good. It's good. I'm over here in New York. It's freezing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's the same where you are too, right? No, it really is. And is with like this, I was worried about the the Wi-Fi because uh, there's a storm at the moment, so it's just like raining and wet <laughs> and horrible. But we're here. It's all good. Thank you so much for uh, coming on to speak to the community. I really appreciate that. For sure. Uh, just for an introduction, if if um, people might not be familiar with your platform, everything that you guys do and all the amazing work you do, are you okay to just give us a brief um, just introduction into everything? Yeah, for sure. And can you hear me? Okay, I want to make sure that the acoustics good. are good. Okay, cool. All good. Um, so Upworthy is a media company dedicated to positive storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, so we started back in 2012 when Facebook was sort of like the king and queen of the internet. Obviously, things have changed a bit since then. Um, but we really figured out and unlocked a way to um, make important topics on the internet like mental health become just as clickable and compelling as like a fail video that you'd find on YouTube or something. Mm -hmm. So um, we're, our mission is dedicated to redirecting people's attention back to things that make them feel more hopeful about the world, um, that make them feel inspired and, um, you know, lift up stories that mainstream media might not show you. So mm -hmm. it could be someone in like a neighborhood in the middle of Ohio or a neighborhood in the middle of, um, you know, England somewhere where someone really took it upon themselves to be the change um, with the idea being that, you know, change begets change and you'll inspire someone who reads your story to kind of be that person in, in your neighborhood. Now, that's wonderful. So regarding them stories, uh, how, do, how do you find them? How do you come about them? So that's a good question. So we have an amazing editorial staff at Upworthy. So if you guys go to www.upworthy.com, had to make that plug. Um, we have incredible, I'm like, no shame. Um, we have an incredible editorial staff dedicated to sourcing these stories every day. So some of them will be about current events, um, things that we're seeing, obviously trending on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok now. Um, but a lot of them are users submitted. So we have an incredible audience of 1.7 million people on Instagram alone. Um, obviously, you know, Dean, that um, 1.7 million followers doesn't just mean 1.7 million people. It actually goes out to like way more than that because it'll show up on the Explorer feed. So if a post goes, quote unquote, viral, um, millions of people see it. So it's like a really wonderful opportunity to spread goodness and positivity and sort of break through this inundation of negativity online. Um, because I think something that you guys do quite well and we do quite well is actually using these platforms educationally 
um, and helping provide resources that make people feel less alone versus isolating them through this influencer culture of like, look at my life, look how perfect I am. I'm married with kids and I'm pretty and all the things. And so, um, yeah, just giving people like a sense of vulnerability on Instagram specifically has um, been what's really worked for us. I forget what question you asked. Would you say Instagram's your main platform? Is it out the social medias or do you spend just as much time on the other ones? So Facebook is actually our main platform. We have 16 million followers on Facebook. Um, back in the day in 2012, again, that was sort of like the big focus. Instagram didn't, Instagram was just born, I just think. Just coming there, yeah. Yeah, so we, Fast Company named Upworthy the fastest growing media company of all time back in 2012. Um, I can vouch for that. I can send the article around um, because that's a bold claim, I know. But um, so Facebook is sort of our bread and butter. Instagram is a close second. Twitter, we have a ton of followers as well. And TikTok, we're growing, growing, growing um, as soon as I figure out how it works. Yeah, no, that's amazing. <laughs> so what, what would you say that because obviously with them numbers, especially like you say, starting on Facebook and having such a great following, what do you say that makes you stand out um, from the crowd of like your traditional media? Yeah, I think a few things. I think the fact that we're an independent media company, we can be selective about the stories we report on. So we're not a news entity. We're not breaking stories just like CNN or like NBC or NPR even. Um, we will touch on certain things that make sense for us to talk about. Like yesterday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Of course, we'll talk about, you know, that being a holiday. Um, but just as much attention is devoted to the to stories of real people who don't make the news. So we're sort of trying to I think the reason we resonate with so many people is because we're redirecting attention um, back to stories that you're not going to hear on the news um, because they're not like alarmist or negative or scary or overwhelming. Like it's not sticky enough. But the fact of the matter is it really is like the best stories are the ones of people, you know, driving their own communities forward and being um, inspiring leaders in their own way. And so we've, sort of become the destination for people to find stories of real people doing real things. Um, you know, and I think the other thing with um, the internet now is that everyone has a platform and a phone. So everything's filmed, um, everything's recorded, everything's taken, you know, everyone takes pictures of things. And so the content sort of writes itself, um, yes. whether it's submitting something or we see something on your page that we want to repost or vice versa. It's sort of this like cyclical content aggregator now where, um, you know, the world is sort of our uh, content provider. It's not just like one writer and one person's voice. It's like, I saw this thing happen at my grocery store where someone did a pay it forward and, you know, paid for the person behind them, et cetera. Here's a video of how, how amazing that is. And then we'll post it and it'll go viral. So would you guys um, post the original video or would you have like an editing team that had edited down? Yeah, it depends. Um, we do for Facebook. You actually, this is like a boring industry thing, but for Facebook, we can't just upload um, someone else's video. You have to make some sort of edit to it um, prior, just per guidelines. But on Instagram, it's pretty standard to like get permission and licensing and, and repost. Yeah. So what I love um, like about everything that you guys do is 
Um, I get so many messages. Obviously, we're an anxiety support community, so a lot dealing with a lot of anxious people, not just yeah. anxiety as well. We've got depression and other mental health um, conditions. And a lot of people say how the, the, the news, especially in the time that we've had uh, COVID, how, how it's making them more anxious, how, how it's fueling the, the fear. And like you did just touch on it before, how the mainstream media just tends to, it almost tries to keep us in this, this loop of fear so we can watch it. So I just think it's amazing what you guys are doing, saying that no, um, actually there's just as much energy and there's just as much clickability, like you said, or for someone to watch it on a positive story as there is a negative story. For sure, a hundred percent. And in fact, especially in the last 12 months, while we've been in this pandemic, people are hungry for that content. Like they need that content. I need it. You need it. You know, yeah, exactly, yeah. when you open Instagram, it's such a reflexive thing at this point to like wake up, look on your phone, scroll through Instagram, you know, for better, or for worse. Um, and if the things showing up on your feed are about how many people are dying all the time and politics and um, disasters, it's not to say that those things shouldn't get attention because it's important news, but it, there needs to be some counterbalance with things that restore your faith in the world. Like if it's all negative and if it's all overwhelming and alarmist, you're not going to want to get out of bed. And as someone who suffers from depression and anxiety myself, I can tell you firsthand, and I'm sure you have experiences too, Dean, like it really, the your media com consumption really matters. And whatever shows up on your feed is all part of your like digital diet, as we call it, Upworthy. Um, so throw some vegetables in there. Upworthy is like a healthy, <laughs> you know, a healthy alternative to like. No, that's stuff. a really good, really yeah, good way like, of looking at it. Yeah. And it's it, the best part about it is it's not boring it's actually like really fun amazing relatable you know funny stories that remind us all of our shared humanity and i think that that's um the way we cut through and really engage with a lot of people so you said that you obviously try and make um a, a positive light on uh, mental health issues and um, what other main topics do you try and bring to the forefront yeah i think so mental health um, first, I think combating stigma is a huge one of just, again, this is like from a, from personal experience, it's a, you know, big motivation for me to, I don't know if the word like normalize is, I don't know if that's a, a word we're using anymore, but so many people suffer from mental health issues and mental illness. And the fact that, um, it's suppressed and suppressed and not talked about is part of the reason it's so scary when you're going through it. And so even being able to post content that's around, like, I see you, I hear you, I've done this, I've had this, you know, this is like, and what an intrusive thought is, and that's, you know, I've experienced this, and, or this is what, um, you know, this specific mental illness is that you hear about all the time, but you actually don't know what it is. This is a person who has it, who's talking about it, and can live a successful, normal lifestyle. Um, anything that's sort of like debunking stereotypes does quite well. The other thing that works really well is celebrating and um, lifting up being vulnerable online. So again, I think there are the typical narrative of the internet is that um, social media has an adverse effect on your mental health in that when you go on it, 
you know, you're sort of your eyes glaze over with influencers and friends. And we both know by now, your audience knows by now that the internet is like the highlight reel of people's lives. It's not everything. It's it's not, you no. know, what yeah. And so um to see content from Upworthy that's actually counter to that of saying, hey, today was really freaking hard. And here's how I feel at this moment. And it's it was hard for me to get out of bed. Like anyone else, raise your hand. You'll get flooded with comments saying, oh my God, this is me. Or I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. And I think to see it come from a big mainstream account like ours, just acknowledging that like life is not perfect and being a human is hard sometimes mm-hmm. really makes a difference. Yeah, and we can obviously resonate with that a lot um, in the DLC community because, again, as you know as well, when you first deal with anxiety symptoms, you feel alone, you feel isolated, you don't know what all these crazy, scary symptoms are, and you really don't know what recovery is going to look like and if you're ever going to get there. So the reason why we put the DLC community together was because we wanted, like you say, to be able to share personal stories so other people can relate and obviously share what works for them and um, so I think that's really important to what yeah. you guys have got the community feel as well yeah totally and I think it, what's really important to mention is that I think when people think about Upworthy they sometimes mistakenly equate it to just being a good news outlet And I just want to set the record straight, which is we certainly do have news that's really uplifting and motivational and um, meant to inspire. But I think the differentiator with our platform and some of our competitors is that it's also sort of like a it's a realistic view of the world through an optimist viewpoint. So we call ourselves realist optimists in that we're not sticking our head in the sand and pretending like stuff isn't happening all around us. That would be sort of a Pollyanna in, you know, denial view of the world. Um, but it's saying, yes, these things can exist and things will get better. You know, it's sort of like a solutions oriented approach to consuming news and understanding the world by showcasing the people that are actually solving these problems or the people that are actually tackling the things we're really worried about, like climate change or gender equity or racial injustice or, you know, the school to prison pipeline, all the things that we care about and we want to see change. Um, a lot of amazing people are already doing things that you just don't really hear about. No, definitely. And like you say, to be to be able to shine a spotlight on these people who may not um, have had it, that's incredible. And just going back to, like you say, that it's not 100% positive. It's like you say, it's more of a realistic, uh, unedited, real life stories, which I really like. Um, regarding COVID, um, w- have you guys like uh, dove into that topic? Um, if so, what like what sort of stories were you given compared to obviously what you see on the mainstream, which is how many deaths there are, yeah, uh, and how bad everything is? How how would you guys um, do it different with like such a like a topic like that? Yeah, that's a really good question, Dean. I think a, a few different things have worked really well. Um, one is showcasing the stories of people surviving. That's something that mainstream news outlets aren't covering very much. And so in the beginning, all we were hearing was like, oh my God, this is happening. I'm terrified. I don't want to go outside. And while that's still very real and everyone should wear a mask and stay inside when they can, um, people have survived. And some, you know, some people are, um, 
you know, okay. And I think to hear those stories of like, not everyone who gets this virus is going to die, um, even just like brings, uh, brings people back to reality just a little bit. So they're not so paralyzed by fear. Um, So those stories really resonate, obviously. Um, And then the other one is directly related to mental health, which is acknowledging that this year has been pretty awful in many ways. And like, um, taking a mental toll on literally everyone on earth, not being able to see friends, not being able to go to a bar or go to the park or celebrate your birthday or even, you know, commute to work and have a change of scenery from your house. Um, it's really difficult. And so I wanted to reference this tweet that we posted that did quite well in this space of acknowledging the hardships of this moment. This woman at her handle is at Claire Willett. She says, my boss just called and said, how are you? And I reflexively said, fine. And she was like, nope, start over. I am not fine. And you are not fine. And no one is fine. Let's have a real conversation. How are you? And I was like, super terrible. And she was like, much better. Uh And that post got 142,000 likes. Because of how relatable it is. Because... Yeah. Who do, who doesn't um go to that default of I'm fine, isn't it? It's almost like it's programmed in us um, to respond like that. But I think that's really just a touching story because it's someone um digging a little deeper, isn't it? And actually seeing what's behind the mask that we that we all were wearing before COVID. Totally. And I, I yeah, that's exactly right of just acknowledging that this is not normal and this is not a normal time and if you're feeling bad there you know not that you ever need an excuse but if you are going to have an excuse now (laughs) makes a lot of sense everyone's not feeling great um the other thing i would say that's resonated quite well um which attracted a lot of attention to our instagram this year was stories of people coming together in a moment of great uncertainty so coming up with solutions around how we show up for our neighbors in moments like this um obviously you know the ones we've all seen like getting gross uh delivering groceries to seniors in your neighborhood um, medication exactly exactly medication groceries um you know supporting our postal service just all the things that um people have needed help with being able to shine a light on those things of like, you know, this person threw an outdoor 90th birthday party or a hundredth birthday party for a old woman in her neighborhood who couldn't celebrate with her family. Um, Stuff like that just resonates so well because it taps into this sense of shared humanity um, Mm -hmm. that reminds us and restores our faith in the goodness in people. Yeah. And all all the positive stories as well of families uh, coming to, coming together with lockdown so having to spend more time with your family and yes re- really connecting with your families when things like work life um, may have got in the way in the past so is I've seen some really nice stories of family members actually gaining um, stronger relationships from this a hundred percent I mean I think that's been a huge silver lining of this time has been the amount of family time, you know, if you're privileged enough to be able to see your family and travel um, safely, this is an unprecedented time in our lifetimes. We're literally living through history in this particular moment. And so lives are looking very different than they would normally. Like I personally have spent more time with my family as an adult than I ever would have in my entire life. And 
obviously there are pros and cons to that, but for the most part, we always acknowledge like I never would have expected to spend this much time with my um, siblings and my parents as an adult. And we've had a lot of beautiful moments um, as a result. So. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I know that you said you had a few questions for me. Yeah. Yes. I would love to, and I'm sure you're, audience knows about this but I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey starting the channel um your page is enormous and I personally had followed it for a long time and it's helped me how long have you followed just, it for just out of interest maybe a year it depends I'm not sure when you started it so I hope I'm not lying <laughs> no no so I started it roughly uh well it's about two and a half years ago now um, so it, it, it is really it was on a, a normal uh, trajectory and then lockdown came and it just skyrocketed uh, regarding um, the amazing community that we've grown. Um, yeah. How it, how it came about was just a little brief story. Um, I lost my father about five or six years ago. Um, and as any male would do, they hold in emotions. And what happened is I got a panic disorder from this. Mm-hmm. Um, this panic disorder was against something that had, was new to me. I'd never dealt with panic attacks or anything like that. And there was a good friend of mine um, who was a bit—he was about five or ten years older than me—and he um, he'd actually been through an anxiety disorder in the past. And the way he was speaking to me was better than any therapist, any doctor, anything that I read online because. What he was saying to me was it just related so much. So he'd yeah. tell me exactly what these these scary symptoms that I thought I was dealing with. He'd yeah. tell me exactly what they felt like and how long they would last, and that it was only temporary. And it was almost like he was walking in my shoes. Mm. Um, so he was a really, really good part of my recovery out of a panic disorder. And I remember reflecting on it a few months um, later and just saying, how can we get this message? How can we get someone with this experience onto a bigger level? So that's where we came up, or I came up with the Instagram idea of creating almost like a virtual community. Like, do you know, like, uh, you have like Alcoholics Anonymous where everyone gets together and shares their stories. But we wanted to do that on on a bigger scale because... Uh, it doesn't matter what color you are, what age you are, um, what, how much money you've got, what your sexual preference is. Mental health affects everyone. Um, and we just wanted to give a platform for, for people who might feel isolated, might feel alone. Just give them a voice and give them um, this connection with other people who are going through it. Totally. And I think that's the beauty of the internet, too, that literally didn't exist uh, in the, you know, 15 years ago or 20 years ago. The fact that you can start a platform, I can start a platform, you know, anyone who has an idea or a spark for an idea to create community and build coalitions online has the power to do it from their phone. And so I love that, you know, you created this great page. And not only is it strong from a follower account your engagement as in like the people who are actually reading the thing and forwarding it to friends as a resource is quite strong as well so well done no exactly and like you said um you've got the followers but then because it's it's shown on explore pages and um we get like a lot of shares from celebrities Mm -hmm. um, so that just like you say it's not 
the numbers go crazy. And if we can get the 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 moral is is to try and get the message out to as many people as we can. Uh, so yeah, we're motivated more than ever, um, with obviously um, everything this coming like coming out of lockdown. Hopefully, there's going to be um, a better end to 2021, um, especially with everything that's coming up. Um, so I'd like, obviously, a lot of the followers um, have asked, do you guys like have um, a podcast um, or anything? So, sorry, repeat that one more time. Do you guys have a podcast? So that I've, I've people asking where else can they find you other than yeah. Instagram? So you've got the I've, Facebook community. Are you on YouTube? TikTok. Yes, we're on TikTok. I would yeah. love if people would follow us on TikTok. It's starting to become a fun channel for us. Um, who's, who's in charge of the TikToks? Who's doing the videos? Our social team. So we have an amazing social okay. team here who's in charge of running that. Um, we also have a sister page called Good at Good, um, which I implore you guys to give a follow to as well. It's a little bit more pointed when it comes to, um, you know, science and news and politics and um, values-based um, leadership and it's a really wonderful page as well so good is our sister page um, and they're also mm -hmm. on Facebook and Twitter as well um, it's funny that you're asking about a podcast because we are going to be launching a few podcasts this year um, it's a little early to announce oh, them but it. rest assured I'm gonna be knocking on your door when I'm ready to announce them and I'll come back and tell everyone about them no, that's wonderful. And I'd just like to obviously thank you, like I say, for taking the time out. Um, I really appreciate that you've taken the time out to come and speak to the followers about the amazing work that you guys are doing. And uh, yeah, I just hope we can um, come together and just create um, great content and give more, more, like you say, stories that, that need sharing um, and just continue doing what we're doing. Yeah, same. I really appreciate it. And I think, um, you know, a message that I'd love to tell your followers from a mental health standpoint is someone asked us in our um, question box leading up to this conversation, you know, what do you guys mean by cleaning, cleansing your feed, cleansing your newsfeed, or what we call a digital well-being or a digital detox? Um, something that I tell my friends all the time is look at your newsfeed and take a mental note of which accounts make you feel better about yourself and better about the world or worse about yourself and worse about the world or more, you know, optimistic versus pessimistic. And the ones that are causing you anxiety, unfollow. Because we have every ability and it's in our power to be able to curate a feed that empowers you and uplifts you and inspires you based on the news you're consuming, the um, resources that you're consuming from pages like yours, um, videos that make you laugh, that bring levity to your day, things that are based in hobbies, you know, whether it's like dancing or knitting or singing. Um, Instagram specifically can be an amazing place for curating content that makes you be your best self, but you have to be strategic about it. Um, and um, yeah, follow accounts like ours. We always say, um, like, what would you recommend to a friend? And if you've got something on, especially if you, you, like you say, you're opening up your app, you're opening up your phone, and you've got something that you wouldn't recommend to a friend, then why is it why why is it taking up your mind space? Um, like you say, we're in charge of our own destiny when it comes to social media. 
And why I can only reiterate uh, the, the positive platforms like ours, uh, mental health ones, great um, media ones like yourself. Um, like there's so much good out there, isn't there? So and totally. we really we re- we really do have the opportunity to turn off the bad. So I think that's a great message. I did just see a message from someone who was just asking, um, "Who's uh, do you guys um, in charge of the Reddit?" Of the Upworthy Reddit page? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's fun. We'll actually see Upworthy um, articles or headlines floating around Reddit channels, all the t- subreddits all the time. Like one of my favorites is Made Me Smile um, or Wholesome Memes or Humans Being Bros, things that sort of just showcase the best of humanity. And once in a while, you'll see the Upworthy logo on like a tweet or an Instagram that we made. And that's always like a dorky point of pride for me. Yeah, but that's amazing. So so you'll just come across it like what on on a subreddit or on Instagram even. Yeah. It must be, it must be amazing when, like you say, when you see something that you guys have created and seeing it shared. Uh, because that's just what we want to do, isn't it? To spread, spread the message as far as we can. For sure. And again, I think... Um, you know, a bottom line that I want to reiterate is the internet can feel like a scary place and it can feel lonely if you're not using it properly or using it to, you know, help yourself or, or make yourself feel be- um, healthy. And so um, I would implore people to like use the internet to find communities that lift them up. Something that we talk about all the time is Upworthy's comment section is the most supportive comment section on the internet. Because if you go on there and someone tries to like troll um, a post, our audience will come in and be like, this isn't the page for that. Like, (laughs) only you know, like, how dare you? Or um, more often than not, someone will tell their story and then someone else will swoop in and be like, wow, that's amazing. How can I help? Or I'm messaging you to help. And I just love, you know, it's the classic phrase, you love to see it because... You can't say that about a lot of places on the internet, especially on Twitter with cancel culture and sort of tearing people down if they make one mistake. I think the real um, key is to find accounts where where you feel supported and you feel seen for being an imperfect human being um, and finding like-minded people who are actually out there um, who understand what mental health issues feel like and can support you, much like your friend did. No, I think that's amazing. I think that's a lovely place uh, to end the conversation as well. Um, I will give you three more plugs. So if you want to tell everyone where they can find your amazing account, if you've got anything coming up in the future that you can announce. Sure. And yeah, just where, where everyone can go and support what you guys do. Yeah, thank you. My favorite topic. So um, our <laughs> account on Instagram is at um, at Upworthy, so U-P-W-O-R-T-H-Y. Um, follow us on Instagram, also the uh, all of the other channels I mentioned. Um, a really fun project that we are currently promoting is with um, Martin Luther King III, actually, Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, um, is continuing this legacy of his father's foundation called the Drum Major Institute. And the idea is it's a Um, an organization dedicated to combating hate, intolerance, and racism, which is something that we hopefully can all stand behind in this particular, you know, always, but especially right now. Um, And so there's a highlight on our page called um, DMI, Drum Major Institute. And so if you guys want to go check it out, um, it swipes up to really beautiful resources and, um, you know, anti-racist 
uh, work, which I would implore you guys to, to go follow and share. So that's an exciting thing. Obviously, MLK Day was yesterday. Black History Month is, is um, in two weeks uh-huh. in the States. And so, um, yeah, that's a, that's a fun project we're working on uh, at the moment. Wonderful. Well, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Well, Thank evening. You. There, yeah. Yes, it's, um, it's getting dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like I said, I just reiterate, thank you very much for coming on and um, yeah, just continue what you're doing. If you want to send over anything for us um, to do a swipe up for you guys, just give us a DM. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Excellent. Thank you very thank much you for your so time much, again. Good Take care. Bye guys. You've been listening to DLC live. Be sure to follow Dean on Instagram at DLC anxiety. Check our website at dlcanxiety.com and grab yourself a copy of our latest book, Untangle Your Anxiety, on Amazon today. See you next time.